As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Well, this is Financial Choices Matter because they do. With Charles Scott, I'm Mark Haywood alongside Charles Scott. He is a fiduciary advisor serving you at Peloton Capital Management in Scottsdale. Find him online at pelotoncapital.com. That's pelotoncapital.com. Charles, hello. Welcome to another podcast. How are we doing? We're great, Mark. Thanks a lot. Looking forward to some great questions and some interesting discussion today. Yes, we're going to dive into the difference in a sales pitch and a true financial plan. If you don't know the difference, you won't want to miss that. Stick around with us on the podcast. Don't click away to Facebook or whatever else you could be doing right now. Stick with us. And we've actually got a couple of listener questions today. We usually take one. It's going to be crazy today. We're going to feature two. So let's dive right into the mailbag. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Well, we do like to hear your questions here on the show. As I mentioned, we're going to take two of them today. Let's kick it off with one from Bridget in Glendale. Bridget says, Charles, a friend of mine was telling me, and I'm not even sure how to pronounce this. She actually wrote that in the question. I'm not even sure how to pronounce this. A friend was telling me that the fiduciary rule has really changed the rules for financial advisors. My husband and I will be in the market for an advisor soon as we're approaching retirement. What do we need to know about this rule? What is fiduciary? It's a tricky word to even say. Fiduciary is misunderstood by a lot of people. And it's actually really kind of simple if you think about it and understand how the investment and financial planning world works. Fiduciary responsibility is a level of care that says I have to put my client's interest above my own, first, foremost, and all the time. You can look it up in the legal dictionary. It's a long legal description of it, but that's really what it is. Your client's interests go ahead of yours. The other standard in the financial and investment world is a suitability standard. And there is a big difference, and I want to explain that. Let's just say you have a choice of three different investments, A, B, and C. And A and B pay the broker, the register rep, the insurance person, that pays them 3%, okay? That's hypothetical. But C pays them 6 All of them are appropriate for the client, given the way the rules are about what is suitable, taking into consideration their age, their income, their assets, their health concerns, all those kinds of factors that go into overall financial planning. But a suitability standard allows you to say, okay, well, all three of these would be suitable, but I want to pick the one that's going to pay me the most. And that's perfectly legal to do, but it's only suitable. A fiduciary standard would say all of them would be good for the client. They would fill their needs, but you have to pick the one that is the best for the client. And the probability in most people's mind is that a lower commission, if in fact there was a commission, would be preferable over a higher commission. That's the kind of thing that fiduciary does. You have to do that. You have to look out for the client first. You have to try to find the best possible, least expensive, most appropriate solution to the problem that you're trying to solve. Now, that doesn't mean you can't pay commissions. And a fiduciary, all you really need to be doing is disclosing how you get compensated for what you do. And it might be fees. It might be a commission on an insurance solution. You know, it's just as long as the client understands it and is okay with it, because they know you're looking for whatever's in their best interest, then that's going to meet the fiduciary standard. 
Department of Labor had a rule that was imposed that got squashed, I'll be honest, by the investment in the insurance industry because they didn't want all of their brokers and agents to have to disclose all of this stuff. And we've always disclosed it because we've always been a fiduciary. And I'm not picking on them. That's just the way the world works sometimes. But my contention would be not just because I am a fiduciary, but you need somebody that's working for you that's going to do what's in your best interest. Obviously, from a regulatory point of view, it ends up being a lot more complicated. From a common sense point of view, to me, it's just pretty darn straightforward. Are you working for me in my best interest or aren't you? That's it. That's as tough as it has to get. So for Bridget, I think if you're looking at that, ask the question, in this relationship with me, are you acting as a fiduciary, putting my interests ahead of your own? It's a yes or no question. So there's nothing vague about it. Thanks for writing in, Bridget. As I said, we're going to get crazy. We're going to take a second question. The producers somewhere are cringing at me for doing this, but hey, the way I see it, Charles, you and I are the ones behind the microphone, not them. So we take the show where we want to go. Let's take one more question today. Darren has written in to us from Phoenix, and Darren says, if I work with a financial advisor who does tax planning, will I still need a CPA? Now, that is an interesting question. That is an interesting question, and I think it's going to necessitate my favorite answer, and that is it depends, because it's going to depend on your specific situations. Are your circumstances, are your financial circumstances, are your dealings, do you own a business, what is going on in your life? Is it more complicated as opposed to relatively simple? If it's complicated, you probably need a CPA. We provide tax advice. We don't do tax preparation. I don't do my own tax returns for Pete's sake. I tried that once upon a time. It was a disaster and it ruined a vacation because I was thinking, I'm going to owe a gob of money and came back and had my CPA do it. And he said, oh no, you get a refund of this. I thought, oh, well, I spent 10 days worrying about something I didn't have to worry about. So, you know, there is a difference between planning and planning is looking forward, trying to say, how do we want to minimize the tax impact of what we're doing, if not eliminate the tax impact of what we're trying to do here from an investment and planning point of view, as opposed to doing tax preparation, which takes the historical data of things that you've actually done, puts them on the tax return and files them. But again, if your life is more complicated financially, then I think a CPA as a second pair of eyes, looking at it purely and simply from a tax perspective is real important because we bounce ideas off our CPA all the time trying to say, okay, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? Does this make sense? You know, what are the pitfalls? What are the pros and the cons? And the more information you have, the better decisions you can make. And so I think do both of them, use them both if you need to, because you're going to get sort of the best of both worlds because some CPAs do financial planning. Most don't. Some advisors do tax planning. But, you know, a lot don't. Again, it depends on your exact circumstances. But don't be afraid to have two people looking at your stuff because two sets of eyes are better than one. Two sets of eyes are better than one. I like that, Charles. And I love these couple of questions today. They sort of lead us into the topic that I want to dive into for the rest of the podcast today. And that's a sales pitch versus a true plan. So we've already seen you need a fiduciary, someone who's working in your best interest, and you need a comprehensive plan. So that's looking at things like taxes. We've talked in previous podcasts about healthcare, social security. How is all that working together for you? And that's what we call comprehensive planning or true planning, as we'll call it in this segment here of this podcast. So we want to talk about true planning versus a sales pitch. How can you tell the difference between the two? Who's the guy operating perhaps not as a fiduciary? And who's the guy who's working for you to help you come up with a comprehensive plan? So Charles, just to kind of kick off the conversation, what are some signs that an advisor is more focused on selling 
than they are just planning? Well, one of the first ones, and probably the most obvious one, if you're really listening to what's going on in the conversation that you're having with the person sitting across the table from you, is are they coming up with ideas and products and solutions right away? Because if that's the case, there's the significant likelihood that they've got something to sell you. And it doesn't mean that it's not going to be good, but it doesn't mean that they're listening to much of what you have to say. How do you know enough about me in this brief conversation we've had where you're saying this is the right idea? Even if the concept is the right concept, is the particular product that you're suggesting the best product? Is it the best for me? Like you said, comes back to the fiduciary question. Is this going to be in my best interest? It might be the right idea, but is it the best? And honestly, if you start doing it really early on, it's going to make it difficult, which kind of leads to the next idea, and that is, you know, have they found out enough information about me? Have they asked me a bunch of questions? What are the circumstances of my life? What are my goals? What are my aspirations? What are my dreams? You need the data, but you need to know more about the person also. We've always likened it to you go to the doctor and you tell them that my shoulder hurts and he writes you a prescription. Well, they don't ever do that. They're going to examine. They're going to diagnose. They're going to talk about it. They're going to try this. They're going to try that. They're going to manipulate it some. They're going to go through a lot of stuff before they ever write you a prescription, if that's what the right form of treatment is, because that Hippocratic oath of do no harm is not dissimilar to the whole concept of fiduciary and doing what's in the best interest of the client. We've done workshops in the past and we've had people ask questions in the workshop and, you know, it's like, okay, you're asking me a very specific question and I don't know anything about you. And what you're really wanting me to do is commit financial malpractice because I don't know enough to be able to give you a good answer. And that's the way we look at it. It's financial malpractice if we start pitching an idea right away. And, you know, in the back of our mind, that might be where we come to ultimately in this conversation, but not in the beginning, because if that's what you're hearing then it's a sales pitch. So you need to be cognizant of, are they paying enough attention to you or are they focused on what their agenda is? You know, their agenda is to sell you this thing. And sometimes you're asking specifically, you know what you want and that's why you're there talking to them. You know, you don't expect them to be a comprehensive advisor. That's a whole different story. I got a new car, I need car insurance. That's a pretty straightforward conversation. That's not very complicated. There's not necessarily a lot of moving parts so that's pretty easy. But if you're talking to somebody about doing financial planning, however, they think they're going to define that. You need to be talking about, you know, the five key components of financial planning. There's the insurance piece. There's investments. There's taxes. There's estate planning, cash flow management, debts, you know, assets and liabilities in expenses and income. So if you're not blending all of those things together in a big mixer of a financial plan, then you're missing something. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference, and I'm not picking on salespeople because sales makes the world go round. But if you really want planning, you need to know you're really getting planning. They need to be asking you way more questions than you ask them because then they're digging into it to find out who you really are and what you're really after. And there are times when we do that with a client or somebody that we hope might be a client, at least when we started, and we get part of the way through and go, you know, I don't think this is going to be a good fit. You know, maybe this isn't the best place for you to be because we kind of don't do what you think you need to have done. We don't necessarily agree. So, you know, let's part friends and no harm, no foul kind of thing. 
but you got to ask questions. If your sixth sense says, oh, this smells like a sales pitch, it probably is. You know, what'd your mom tell you? If it sounds too good to be true, it undoubtedly is. And in the financial world, it's probably illegal now. So just be careful, you know, use your common sense, use your intuition, and you'll be able to differentiate between, you know, doing real planning and getting sold something. There is a huge difference. So just pay attention and don't be surprised, unfortunately, don't be surprised if you, you know, come away from it and say, wow, that was a really interesting sales pitch, but it was just a sales pitch, you know? So that's our approach. So Charles, in that approach, I want to ask just real quick before we wrap up the podcast today, like you said, you're a fiduciary, you've got this process, you're kind of looking at all these different areas, a comprehensive plan. You've got all these years of experience. What do you think is different about your process now versus when you first started out? What have you learned along the way to make you a better fiduciary, so to speak? Thanks. That's a lovely segue to end this. I think I've said it on a previous podcast. It's on our website. We really absolutely believe that there's three steps to the process. In the beginning, there's information. You have to have a bunch of information. You need information to be able to make sense of things. And now in this day and age with the internet, you can find information on everything. But how much of it's good, how much of it's accurate, how much of it's applicable. That's where some knowledge comes in to be able to differentiate what you're doing. And ultimately, those first two steps take you to the third step, in our opinion, that is wisdom. Wisdom only comes from experience. I have seen enough stuff over the years I've been in the financial planning and investment business. And I've had a very different career than a lot of people have had. But I can smell it when it's bad. I just know that this doesn't make any sense. This might sound really cool, but it's going to never work or it's going to be appropriate for one out of a million persons. And I don't care. That's the wisdom. And you can't have wisdom void of some knowledge and information. And you can't shortcut your path to wisdom because it is truly just having done this a long time. You know, the concepts of how we work with clients and what we want to do for them has never changed. Some of the process of how we do that has just gotten better. I think I've gotten smarter. It certainly makes it fascinating because there's always something new to learn. And then it's, did I learn it? And is it a good thing or did I learn it? And I can discard it because it's not going to help anybody. So if I haven't gotten smarter than crime any Christmas, what have I been doing all these years? <laughs> what a phrase, crime any Christmas. Well, we're glad you have gotten smarter. And as we said, Charles Scott is a fiduciary advisor. Reach out to him with your questions. If anything piqued your interest on the podcast today, if you want to learn more about what it looks like to work with a fiduciary, or if you heard him talk about those five areas of planning and want to get that ship shape for your own financial plan, get a plan in place that's going to serve your best interest in retirement. All you have to do is pick up the phone, call 480-513-1830. That's 480-513-1830. Or you can check him out online at pelotoncapital.com. That's pelotoncapital.com. Charles Scott, fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management, serving you in Scottsdale. Charles, thanks for being on the podcast. Mark, it's been a blast. Thanks so much. We'll do it again next time on another edition of Financial Choices Matter. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.